0: Because, you know, at the end of the day, what the patient really wants is to feel like they're being heard, they want to feel like they have a safety net, they want to feel cared for. And if it's not about pain, and it's not about the front tooth, and it's just starting to bother them, let's say, does that have to get in that day? No, it doesn't. But they still need that reassurance. They still want to feel like they're in good hands.
1: Welcome to the Truth About Dentistry podcast. I am Dr. Peggy Bound, a successful solo dental practice owner in St. John, New Brunswick. After years of figuring out how I wanted to practice, I now run a fully digital clinic providing my own brand of dentistry on my own terms. It wasn't easy and I'm still learning, but I know I have so much knowledge to share. This podcast is created to help inspire young dentists or anyone looking to transition to a more digital practice. I aim to give you actionable step-by-step strategies to help you navigate the modern dentistry landscape. If you're looking to become more digital, improve your skills, or even have a more profitable practice, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get started. Hello.
0: Welcome back. So nice to have you here. I'm battling a bit of a cold, so you're going to hear a little bit of a scratchiness or hoarseness, I guess, in my voice. I like to think of it as a sexy radio voice, but anyway, we'll just go with that. And Charlie is with me by my side. So if you hear a little jingle jangle, that's just his collar. He decided to come to work with me today. Yeah. Right, Charlie? Right. Okay. So, Today I want to talk to you about what you do and how to really have a great system for your reception team to manage emergencies. Like how do we how do we filter those calls? What are the questions we ask? How do we get the right patients in the chair at the right time. So it doesn't really, really screw up the, the schedule too much. I mean, emergencies will have a tendency to make you scramble a bit more than usual, but how can we manage that? And then how can the reception team communicate with, um, you know, the other rest of the team, which is, you know, okay, show me what, what's going on. Let me have some say in this. And then together, how do we collaborate to, come up with the best uh, place to put that patient and, you know, manage their expectations before they even come in. So those are the things I want to talk about today. So let's get started. This is literally off the top of my head because again, I'm not feeling my best today, but I want to really start by saying that it took a little while when I first, you know, started practicing on my own here in this, in this new practice to have a little bit of a, you know, a protocol for my team, of course, you're going to get those emergencies. People are going to call in and they're not always, you know, the best equipped. Like again, sometimes some reception team member may be a dental assistant in the past or may have never had any history in dental assisting or, or dental hygiene. And so they may not really understand, like kind of not pick up on the things that are really important in order for us to make a decision. Now, there's gonna be some obvious things that they're gonna pick up on, which is, you know, my front tooth just cracked right off, or I have, you know, toothache pain, and it's like, you know, my face is swollen. So, so I mean, they're very obvious, but then when it comes down to some things that are a little less obvious, you know, it really comes down to, do we get them in today? Oh my gosh, like we already have a full schedule. Do we, do we try to, you know, manage what we can immediately for them like can we get them into the pharmacy to get something in the meantime and then um, where do we put them right so all these types of things there's a lot of gray there's sometimes it's very easy it's very black and white yes it can wait no it can't but generally there's a lot of gray the first thing I like to tell my team and anyone who's new at the reception desk if they're taking on those calls is First of all, you do not need to make a decision while you're on the phone with the patient, okay? So we do not need to make any decisions. We always have time. There's never that, it's that crucial that we can't call them back in a minute. So if we're not sure, we're going to check with another team member, we're going to check with me, we're going to check, we're going to ask the patient to send some more information we need the time to really take in the right amount of information to give us time to make a good decision. Because when we make rash decisions and we just panic, oh my gosh, you know, just get in the car and come on in, that would probably not be the best thing. So we want to, you know, again, reassure them and then say, look, um, can you send me a photo? Can you tell me a little bit more? And I'm going to get into the questions and things that I ask or I get them to ask. But but don't feel like you've got to make a decision on where to put them in the schedule at that time. So make sure your team knows that, that they have time. We're the ones in control of the schedule. We're the ones that can really make the most out of, out of the day and not have to feel like, you know, they should just walk through the door and kind of in the middle of any part of the day. So, Tell them you're going to call them back. However, before you do that, what I did for a long time, and again, my team that I have at reception desk now has been there a little while, so they pretty much don't have to refer this anymore. But it's really good to have sort of like a um, a checklist or you know a tree, a decision tree, where you can help them you know find out more information, and that way they don't miss any information. Because the worst thing is is like when I ask my husband about a situation and he'll, I'll say, well, did you find out this? Or how do you know? He's like, well, I didn't ask that. Okay. Well, those are the things I need to know. Right? So we want to make sure some of the more major serious questions are asked while we're on the phone with them the first time. So that, you know, when we call them back, we probably can have some sort of an answer for them. Those questions can include First of all, when did it happen? You know, has it been going on a long time. Something could be a toothache. It could be, now if it's a trauma, of course, it probably just happened. But if it's something that's, you know, they've been dealing with this pain for days, they've been taking something for it. They've been managing the pain well. These are the types of things, you know, we want to know how long has it been going on, And what have you been doing? Like, you know, as a patient, have you taken it upon yourself to try to manage this situation on your own? Like, have you even tried taking Advil? And a lot of times my patients will, I'll ask my receptionist, I said, well, did you ask them if they're taking it? Oh no, they're not actually not taking anything for pain. Well, okay. So the first thing we do is, you know, look, the best thing you can do to take for pain is ibuprofen. uh, Pretty you know, usually a little better than something like Tylenol they may not be able to take ibuprofen, but generally I will, you know, suggest that my receptionist can say anywhere from 600 to 800 milligrams, especially if it's an adult. For, for pain control and let, let's get you started on that let's get dr Brown to call you in something if there's a facial swelling I want them to send me a picture I want to see for sure there's a facial swelling or there's an eye shut or there's something like that if they can take a picture of and this is where this is why we I mean we live in the digital age it's so easy now right we can snap a picture with our iPhone send it in a text and immediately that can come to me and my phone and I can help reception team make a decision as to not just when to get them in, but how long I might need to do that repair. Because again, we don't wanna put them in somewhere, we only book off about 30 minutes and it's gonna probably take an hour. So. I do want them to always encourage our patients to take photos and that is something now that's pretty standard like it's rare that my reception team would forget to ask them to take a picture now they may say oh it's way in the back it's a wisdom tooth i can't really get a picture of that okay fair but generally you can get a picture of something right so also it's very reassuring we had a patient the other day a mom um text a picture about a child that lost apparently they did lose a baby tooth and the mom was really freaking out. She thought it was a permanent tooth. And so very quickly, I wasn't in the office from the, um, the position of, you know, how we communicate, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, which is through a WhatsApp chat. We were able to send the picture to me. I'm not in the office. Now I'm able to say, Oh, that's absolutely the patient lost a baby tooth. Don't worry. This is going to be uh, nothing that you even have to come in for. So we're trying to minimize time in the patient chair. Um, sorry, patient time in the chair for things that really can be handled over the phone. I mean, again, you're saving the, the, the mother time and money and you're saving us a chair time, which we can't really even properly charge for. If we don't know what's happening, what's coming in, then we're probably not going to charge. I'm not going to probably
1: want to put it in there if we don't have to, because it does interfere with the day. Do you want to become the modern dentist in your area? Our on-demand and live mentorship will help you stand out, attract your ideal patients, and build a niche-based practice. This A to Z training is for dentists and team who desire the digital workflows and skills to operate a thriving digital practice, helping you stand out in a crowded market. This course is the culmination of Dr. Bounds' 20-plus years of experience in building a patient experience that patients will pay more for. Learn from our on-demand courses or receive a more customized experience with our mentorship program as we guide you through the curriculum. You can find out more from the link in the show notes, or if you aren't quite ready to take the plunge, you can also find the link to our freebie consult photography guide, which will help you get the right shot on the...
0: If it's something that really just recently happened and the patient really there's nothing they can do on their own, I will say to my team, look, if it's a front tooth and it just broke or it's something that we they have nothing to put in their mouth to kind of hide that, then we're gonna really scramble. And that me may mean we're gonna we're gonna ask a patient to to leave, to leave the certain appointment they already have and they're probably pretty good about it. And we're gonna put them in there. Or we're going to put them in our overflow room, which is our, you know, emergency chair room. And either way, we're going to um, be able to find something for them in a relatively short time like generally the same day but that would mean the criteria for that would be front tooth trauma can't get the back teeth together let's say they the, they luxated or or you know avulsed a tooth something like that and we just have to either work through our lunch or you know we're going to move a patient I will also for you know fairly extreme pain that maybe the patient's been really trying to manage it on their own for a few days and just didn't want to bother us didn't want to call. I will definitely and I'm headed into like you know a Thursday or a Friday. I'm going to see them because we don't want to, them to go through the weekend. So there's a lot of other situations though that patients call about and it doesn't have to be seen that day, right? So again, we're going to wait, call the patient back look at the schedule, and then I'm going to help my team figure out what we're going to say to that patient so that they still feel cared for. Because, you know, at the end of the day, what the patient really wants is to feel like they're being heard, they want to feel like they have a safety net, they want to feel cared for, and... If it's not about pain and it's not about the front tooth and it's just starting to bother them, let's say, does that have to get in that day? No, it doesn't. But they still need that reassurance. They still want to feel like they're in good hands. And that's where a caring, you know, I talked to Dr. Brown, and, you know, we really, we want you to try this. We're going to give you an appointment at this date. However, if it gets worse in the meantime, I want you to let us know. And something you can do in the meantime is X, Y, Z. It could be apply heat. It could be, you know, a soft diet. It could be just take ibuprofen. It could be Dr. Brown's going to call you on an antibiotic. It could be, um, you know, send us a picture and we're going we're gonna to look at this a little, little more. So all those things just make the patient feel like they're getting somewhere. Like if I call and I have an emergency for something else and no one answers the phone and no one you know, gets me in and just said, oh, well, you know, the next time Dr. So-and-so can see you is next week. And there's not that attempt to make me feel like I'm being cared for. Then that just doesn't make me feel good. Even though we still might not get them in that day. What you want to communicate to your team is to say, look, you always want to make the patient feel like they're, that you're doing your very best and it's in their best interest. And I mean, it's in our best interest too, if it's not that same day but we're gonna do everything we can, or listen, come on in at four o'clock. You may have to wait a little bit. So this is where getting into, not just like feeling, making the patient feel cared for, but really managing the patient expectations. So, you know, they need to know that our, ch- our schedule is full. You're like, oh, you know what? I don't, I, there, I the schedule is very full today. We've got a lot of patients booked. However, you leave it with me and I'm going to see what we can do, or I'm going to talk to Dr. Brown and we're going to do the very best we can. So you're, again, you're, you're managing their expectations. They, they're going to, when you do give them that appointment, that's sooner than you thought, they're going to be so much more appreciative. And that actually happened last week to me, um, to a patient that she broke her front tooth And there was, it seemed anyway, there was absolutely nowhere we could put her that next day. And when we told her that, she said, well, that's just not acceptable. Like this is an emergency. Now, again, look, she had something, she had an Essex that she could have worn. So she could have worn something there. So yes, emergency, but you know, it wasn't, she, she was okay. She wasn't in any pain. And then Um, I slept on it and I got up that morning and I said to my team, I said, look, let's move a patient. I know, you know, it it is not truly an emergency, but I would feel better. I would feel like I'm doing my best or I wouldn't be doing my best if I didn't try to at least see if one of our other patients that was sort of more of an elective type of procedure that was booked at two o'clock could move and then we could get her in there. Now, guess what? Generally, this patient doesn't always, you know, like, feel, seem appreciative. And that's what happens when your team already knows that patient for being, let's say, less than appreciative. You don't want to bend over backwards, right? For those types of patients. However, this particular patient, we told her no. and We said, no, it's going to be not tomorrow. It's going to be the next day. But then when we called her back and said, look, we're going to move a patient. We're going to see you today. There was a lot more appreciation. And I mean, that's at the end of the day, we want to feel appreciated too. We want to feel cared for in the sense that the patient really valued that we went out of our way to, to help them. And yes, it did put us and our other patient out of, out, but they just, as long as there's an appreciation there, I think that we always want to do more for patients like that. And so, you know, not just saying yes and getting the patient in the first time they call is the best thing because you want that, you want your patients to realize like there's more people in the world besides them. And again, there's the odd patient that will take advantage of that. So you do want them to realize that, you know, there's a potential you may not get them in today or you may not get them in tomorrow. And, but then if you do, oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Like I really, so I just think just the thinking about it from that angle and not just like every second that an emergency calls that you just say, oh yeah, come on in. You know, I think our patients, we, we teach our patients how to treat us. And so if we're always just letting them show up anytime they want, letting them, you know, just come in for anything that they feel is an emergency, then we're not sending the right message. We're not um, going to feel like we're appreciated, but also they're, they may and they can take advantage of that. And then when you do say no, oh, you're a bad guy, right? So you don't want it to be the opposite. You want it to always to be in the in the plus with the patient and from, you know, what they, they have to understand too, what you and your team is going through in order to make that appointment happen. So the last piece of the puzzle is when do you, as a doctor, you're a busy doctor, you've got your patients, you're seeing patient after patient, you've got your hygiene checks, whatever. And when do you have time to learn and have the team, the reception team, meet with you to tell you about the situation, tell you about how the phone call went, show you the photo. How does that all happen? Well, if you're like me, uh, you will check your phone probably once every hour to two hours. uh, Check the, what we call the WhatsApp. So for us, we have what's called Rapid Fire Communications Channel. We actually called it Rapid Fire Communications. And it's, it's anytime the reception team needs to get in touch with me really fast. Like they need answers really fast because what we were finding is that they were, they would need to talk to me and then they just didn't find time all day. And now it's near the end of the day and they still haven't called that patient back. Right. So, so again, this channel is called Rapid Fire Communications. It's just for me and the reception team. We have three reception um, team members and they can put anything on there. Then they also know what the other person what other phone call that person receives. So let's say it's Lori that takes the call. She gets, you know, the, the call and she tells the patient she's going to call them back. Well, now she's on her lunch. The patient calls again, or... I have time to look at it and now Lori's on her lunch. So somebody else from the team, the reception team can call that patient back because they're in the loop. You know, it's all about like everybody being in the loop. We don't want just like a standard sheet filled out and this is what's going on. And then me finding time to talk to -to face-to-face with the receptionist. I want to be able to get back and then everybody on that reception team, no matter if that patient calls again, or maybe they're one of the other receptionists knows something about you know, a situation that that maybe somebody else is not going to be coming in or, or they know somewhere there's an opening. So they can pipe up and say, look, um, this person at 2 o'clock is probably not going to show. Why don't we put them in there? So we're just working together as a team. We're working, um, you know, we're probably just the, the the quickest, most easiest way to communicate through the, the texting. It can be voice memo, which I love because then I don't have to find time to text it and then uh, just with the photograph. But then everybody that on the reception team is involved and we can all really just more quickly handle those situations. So I do check my WhatsApp probably every hour and a half, I would say, throughout the day. So there wouldn't be very long. It wouldn't like wait till the end of the day and I would not have seen it. We do communicate in this office through what we call Slack, which is a We did have an emergency channel in Slack, but what happens with Slack is there's there's so many messages from all the team members that I was seeing notifications, but I wasn't actually prioritizing that one. So that one being, you know, again, WhatsApp being a little bit more higher on my radar than the regular everyday Slack channels uh, is why we changed to that and called it Rapid Fire Communications. I really hope, That was helpful. I would love to hear if there's some other way you have of communicating with you and your team in your clinic. I would love to hear about it. I mean, I'm always open to ideas, suggestions, and I can bring them here on the podcast and we can do a follow-up about this. I think this is something that every office goes through and it's certainly uh, really important that we keep our reputation and we're, we're showing our patients that we're caring for them. But we also have team members that feel like they're doing a good job and they're getting the patients the right help and the right information. So it's really a win-win-win and I I know it is something that every office kind of deals with, even if you're not a general dentist, you might even be a specialist, you still have those types of calls. So if this was helpful, please send me a DM or share this uh, podcast on your story and tag me. I would love to know that you liked it. And again, if there's anything else that you need, we have a full course uh, called the Modern Dentist course, and you can get that through my um, the link in my bio. And we talk about all kinds of things and all sorts of ways we communicate. And it goes into a lot more in-depth situations uh, like clinical and, you know, social media and things like that. So if there's anything you need, please don't hesitate. I may have already made a course on that, or there may be an existing podcast that I can direct you to. And um, yeah, and I just want to help. And I hope that's, that's it guys. That's a wrap
1: for today. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to to listen to this podcast. And again, hopefully I inspired you in some way. If you feel this was helpful or you have any colleagues that you think would really maybe enjoy some, some of the content like this, we're going to be here every week. And I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe to my channel and also share this little discovery of this new podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you do want to reach me, you can certainly find me through my social media channels, Dr. Peggy Bound or Peggy Bound Dentistry, and or you can reach me on my email, Peggy at smilesbybound.com.